0: Thanks for listening to Sex Family. On today's show, I'm talking about the importance of eye contact during sex or even during conversations, right? Let's be honest. As well as taking your calls and your emails. Topics include finding porn both you and your partner will get a kick out of. Where do you start? Your partner wants you to be more vocal during sex. How do you find your sex voice? So you've been in a long distance relationship for quite a while and you're getting restless. How do you stay satisfied? And sex toy hygiene keeping your toys clean and sanitary yes it matters all this and more thanks for listening so how often has this happened to you you just got done with a sweaty hot round of sex and now you got to clean up so what do you use like where do you go especially if it's really messy drippy i mean you know what happens well that's where freshies come in So my good friends, Lauren, Michael, and Weston at Woo More Play, you know them. I've been telling you about their coconut love oil for months because I'm obsessed with it. Well, they created freshies. They're all natural, pre-moistened towelettes made with organic ingredients like aloe vera extract, cranberry, vanilla water, and coconut water. And of course, they're pH balanced, free of alcohol, parabens, dyes, and they're hypoallergenic. So you're also going to love the packaging. I mean, Freshies wipes are individually wrapped and come in a little package that look like an old school cigarette box with a flip top. It's just so cool. Each box has 10 wipes that you can keep in your purse, your car, your gym bag, wherever. And the directions on the box are Everything. It just says directions. If you have to ask, you probably don't have a vagina. Brilliant. Trust me, you want these. To find freshies from Woo More Play, just go to sexwithemily.com slash woo. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash w-o-o and use code Emily for a special discount. Get dirty, get clean, and repeat. Look
1: into his eyes. eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions.
0: You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, check out sexwithemily.com. To get all your sex questions answered, we've got amazing blogs and everything there to help you have better sex and relationships. You can also comment and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. It really helps us. Please subscribe. Share the podcast with your friends. We love when you uh, do that. It helps us and help you and your friends. Don't you want everyone to be having awesome sex? You can find it everywhere, um, wherever you listen to podcasts. And check me out on SiriusXM Radio. It's Stars Channel 109. And I am there Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 Pacific, 8 to 10 East. And if you want a free 30-day trial, go to sexwithemily.com slash S-X-M. As always, me all social media at Sex Emily, across the board. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Okay, <laughs>
2: this is interesting. Yeah, right. Why is it so awkward for even people that we are so close to looking them in the eye just for more than 20 seconds? We
0: just, because... I think it has to do with your upbringing. If you had parents that weren't looking in people's eyes or your family wasn't, you probably weren't trained in that way. But I think it's fear, shame. Someone, some people seeing us were so uncomfortable and it really is. It's funny because looking into each other's eyes or someone's eyes, like when you're passing them on the street or a loved one or a friend, I mean, that's intimacy and that's connection. And so it's such a good question, Jamie, because it's so related to the things that we talk about on the show that if you are not, if you are someone that doesn't look into someone's eyes, and I think you people, you know who you are, yeah, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I'm very aware when I'm not, like when I'm not looking at someone's eyes, I'm like, oh god, I'm not. It's, sometimes because I'm, I'm thinking about something. But if you know when you're not an eye looker, I'm going to go on a ledge here. I'm going to say something. If you are someone who has a hard time looking into someone else's eyes, I'm going to guess that you probably have challenges in the bedroom around intimacy and around having being the lover you want to be having connected sex mm. even in your relationships i'll bet you that the, i'm certain there's a connection i mean it's our body language is, is is how we communicate you know what is it like our language language is only what like 10 percent. yeah like what we say is what only- we say and everything else is 90%. So if you're not an eye looker, you're taken away if you're an eye, not an eye, you're an eye dasher. You're an eye, eye,
2: eye avoider. You look with your nose.
0: Yeah. Oh.
2: If you're someone like that,
0: who looks away I mean, I, I'd like to think, of, what'd
2: you say? It looks with your nose. Cause you're like, if you're not yeah. an eye looker. Right. Nose looker. Exactly. Well, like if if
3: you, you're someone. Yeah. In, you could also like look at them in the, if you're having trouble doing it. Um, if, you're having, sorry, if you're having trouble looking into somebody's eyes, you can always just start looking right in the middle. Like the third in, eye? Yeah, just the third eye or like right at the bridge of the nose if you're if you're trying to grow that.
0: Yeah, but I think it is a skill that you can learn over the time. Skill. But I wonder, I guess people grow. I'm trying to think of, I've met people who aren't great, great eye lookers lately. But yeah, I think it's a thing. Do you look into each other's eyes? Actually, do you agree with me? I'm wondering if you think that people who have a hard time looking into your eyes, you're in a relationship with that person... Is there a challenge around intimacy in your life? I mean, there has to be. It's a direct correlation. You can call us 888-94-STARS. So like, I, but I think it's something that you learn. Like, I think people point this out to you in life. And they say, you know what? It really helps with, I guess, just all the self-help things I've done and all the business courses and all the all the stuff you learn, you know, self-help books. They're always like, make eye contact, right? But maybe people don't. Do you find that it's a thing?
2: Um, I think so. I actually, it's funny because I'm very much an eye looker. I'm like, but I will break eye contact and look away because i feel like the person i'm looking at is getting feeling awkward not because i feel awkward doing it but i feel like the person i'm looking at is like oh my god they've been like looking right at me really i don't know and i think this is just a story i tell myself in my head but like because i'm like because i just know that a lot of people do they they avert their eyes or every once in a while they like look away and like maybe just to readjust but it's like i like
0: to never look away
2: i don't really like to look away but then I'll notice like someone kind of in their eyes, and I'll like look away for a second. and When I look back, they look a little bit more <laughs> comfortable. You're like, let maybe. me put them out of their. I pain think I'm right just now. a lot to take in sometimes. Yeah, maybe
3: you are. I think it also has to do with being comfortable in your own skin, you know, like in confidence. In confidence yeah, and also I think it has to do with trust, trusting yourself with that person, you know. And I know that like if someone's lying, they look away. Like yeah. one of those things. It's vulnerable There's, too. Yeah, it's vulnerability. really vulnerable. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's funny because I was just thinking about this. I'm like, oh no, I can look into each other's eyes. But when I went to my my somatica. I went to this, I did a training, a sex mm-hmm. therapy training. It's called Somatica. It was more about um, embodiment and being in your body and how you're like being aware of what your messages, your body is giving off to others and how to communicate with your partner. It's fascinating work. I did it for like, what was it? It was so long. It was like a six month course. I'd go to mm-hmm. San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Everett, Celeste and Danielle, they're amazing. They're sex coaches in the Bay Area. I'll check them out. And I went for five days Overall, it was like 60 days total. It was a big fucking thing. A Commitment. <laughs> it was a big fucking commitment I did for five days every other month. When my business was fucking insane three years ago because I'm always trying to learn more shit. And it was a lot. That was
2: like right when it was I intense. started.
0: Yeah. It was like three years ago. And it was like therapy. And you get there on a Thursday. It was here in LA? No. It was in the San Francisco. Oh, you just said that San Francisco. I thought I'd be going back to see all my friends. Nope. You'd be there like Thursday afternoon. And it was like intense. I mean, we learned. And we were talking about this because I should bring more. It's, I, I think it's already incorporated to what I do. But there was a lot to learn from it. But the very first exercise, because you're in this room with 50 people. And you get to know them because you're there for six months, five days every other month. And so it's intense, but the very first assignment, which is I look back on this now and I think, oh my God, we had to do things where we had to like, by the end of it, you are. I mean, it's always close on, but you had to actually be with somebody where you would be making, like not like making a move on them and mm-hmm. advancing and then you'd have to teach them with your body that you like consent and you'd have to sell, t- tell someone your deepest sexual fantasy. You'd have to share with your roommate. I mean, we went there. Wow. But the very first, I'll share with that in a minute, but the first assignment on the first day, they put you in groups, So it was 50 of us. You were in a group of, each one was in a group of uh, 10, maybe you're eight. Those were your eight people the whole time pretty much. And you had to. She's like, you have five minutes and I'm going to ring the bell and you have to turn to the person next to you and stare into their eyes. And I remember feeling that was kind of terrifying. It's uncomfortable. I was like, oh, I'm going to fill this class. What if it means? What if I'm not really, you know what I mean? Like you have a moment and then you're staring and then you realize like, oh, you know, it actually, then you feel this warmth and you feel it actually, everyone taking a somatic sex therapy class is safe and all those things, but you just realize that you actually, you, you are moved and you feel emotion and you feel connected and you feel that person's soul. I mean, it sounds, you know, but it's, there, and there's a lot of healing therapies in staring. Like there was that whole study they talked about or that, the, um, how people, there was like a TED talk, you know, people fall in love if they stare into each other's eyes for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and things that you should do in a relationship. So there is a certain intimacy and it helps you with vulnerability and so I think, you know, it was intense, but then after that, I was like, I wish we could go back to eye I staring. <laughs> I have to sit and tell I, this eye person I fucking. fucking yeah. I have to it. But there <laughs> Such was, an intense there was like dirty talk. We we actually we actually learned how to throw some up against the wall like sexually. Like I could do what? this, like, Jamie. let to the cameras. I could show you like I learned how to like dip someone back and like throw them against the wall because it was everyone in there was training to be a somatic sex therapist. So you'd have clients come in and they would say to you. My partner says she wants me to be aggressive. I don't know what that means. And then you would like play it out with your therapist or you'd bring your partner in and you do couples therapy, which is just an interesting, you know, work to do because people don't know how to do these things and then how to learn. And we'd learn these things like how to touch for your pleasure and touch for someone else's pleasure Mm -hmm. because so many times we just touch for our partner. So you do these exercises where you had to be like selfish. You'd be like, this is what I want. And you'd have to like, and everything was close on. And you couldn't touch above or below like you couldn't touch genitals, but it got pretty, you know, if in some of the exercises just to learn mm-hmm. how to escalate and de escalate your sexual energy. Was it just Good women show. or that, was that men? Was it? Was no, it was, was women and men. Yeah, did you do it? It was f- men and women. Female, female. Yes, we did everything. Awesome. We did everything. That's amazing. But it was very yeah. It was um and the interesting thing is what I what I mean, I take away so much from it. And a lot of it was about how to learn how to communicate with your partner and how to repair. We always talk about repairing relationships that a lot of the times we we get to, so for example, one of the great things was learning how to say no to your partner sexually. Like mm-hmm. if you're not in the mood, right? Or anyone you're dating, or if it could be the first time and it starts to escalate. And this is, you know, you feel uncomfortable, you feel like you might say, like, no, you might stop them with their hand. And then, They try again and then you stop them again and you get angry and you leave. Let's say it happens a lot. Mm -hmm. Like with the first few times you're hooking up. But a great thing to learn is, and this goes for every relationship, is to learn to be like, use words and say, you know what? Like to sit up and be like, I'm really enjoying making out with you. It feels really good right now. Let's just kind of slow it down. Uh, This is just a no, not right now kind of thing. And then you don't have to storm out and have it be weird. And just all the ways that couples, if you learn to be, so the whole therapy is around being in your body really learning your signals that you're sending so you can so much so again another tool for communication i mean there's that's that's just like so, it's it's so, so I no it's a, so
2: interesting to me because it's so true is a lot of times when someone is saying no they are saying not yet
0: they're saying not yet exactly right. but that doesn't mean that no means yes yeah. <laughs> it's saying that no not that means not yet and so i think that's and, and then so what, but what happens is as we know in so many I mean God I remember I'll never forget this story from this woman who said to me I met her at another one of my conferences it was like the Sheila Kelly dancing body oh weekend. she's cool yeah I love her and some woman said to me she came to me and she said you know I have been with my you know she was there because it's a dance where women learn it's all women and you learn how to get into your body again because a lot of what women are missing is movement and feeling sexual and feeling like loving your. it's a way to love your body so anyway this whole course you know again it was clothes on dancing but she said to me my husband I remember 20 years ago he was um or like 18 years ago or we the number numbers (laughs) she's like I had gone to the store and I got all this stuff from Victoria's Secret and I got this really beautiful teddy and I put on the you we all know how hard that is to put on the the
2: garters Uh garters.
0: that's always the buzzkill part you're like really it doesn't you got to turn around and get it to like connect to the other and they all twisted but she did it and she's like, and I went downstairs in the den and I, and he was watching TV and I walked in front. And I was like, hey, babe. And he was like, babe, I'm watching the game. And he just like glanced at her and like looked away. And she was like, it de- devastated her to the point where for the next years, she just never tried again. She probably never brought it up. And he probably, you know. Didn't remember, didn't know it. And she said that I realized it that, that silently I mean, she I don't know if it even you know how things are at the moment. She's yeah, bummed. But mm-hmm. over the years she finally had this breakthrough when she's dancing and moving, realizing it was that time that she slowly started to shut down. And then over the time she was just not approaching, not and then it's become a problem with their relationship, and then she was shut down. And then she's finally brought up with him and he's like, Babe, I don't even remember that night. I was think I was working on my deadline. And you know, maybe it was like probably they'd been together 18 years, it might have been 10 years, whatever ago. And she's like, what if she had said to him in that moment or later that night, I really dressed up for you and I felt pretty. He would have let her know, oh, I didn't even notice. I was like taking a break watching TV, but I'm in it with you. And so these little things happen, these micro, um, these micro offenses. Mm,
2: That's a good, good phrase. Great
0: phrase. They're little tiny, like uh, micro offenses that happen in our relationships, one after the next after the next. And we, and we don't finish dealing the emotion around it. We just plug it down or we say oh I just must not have been sexy tonight or reading too far into yeah, it. Yeah but if we were aware with how we were actually feeling and had the, the had the agency and had the words around sharing like oh you know what that hurt in a way that because usually what we do is be like fuck you and you know but we don't feel safe so yeah I mean, that's where that's going to
2: go. I feel like I would have just but this is me and I'm different but I
3: <laughs> Hello? in that moment
0: I would, <laughs> if I
2: had have been like walked down and he was like babe I'm watching the game or whatever he was doing I would have been like I just would have stood in front of him.
0: You would have. <laughs> you would have pulled the fucking remote, turned it off, and been like, hello, do you see how hot I am?
2: And that's, there's only one time that that did not work. And I was very upset. And I was at my ex-boyfriend's house. And he was playing his fucking video game. always Dude. video games. Dude, oh, and it. it's like this computer game. Oh it's called goodness. League of Legends or something like that. <sighs> and it's like this thing. And he'd play with his friends and he'd be oh, have the headset on. And like, I was like, I didn't come over here to just sit and watch because there's nothing I can watch on the TV now. I have to watch the stupid whatever you're doing. And so I took all my clothes off, but I left, like, just my panties on, and then I, like, was, like, in front of him, and I was just, like, trying, and he was like, oh, babe, you're so cute, and then literally just looked beside, <laughs> like, after, and I was like, what
0: the fuck?
3: <laughs> I think, you know how you, you say you gotta schedule sex. I think, you know, with video games and relationships, you gotta schedule that.
0: Or have a no-video game, yes, you know, relationship. Yes, that is...
2: That
3: yeah, is needs true. to be separated because, I mean, if,
2: well, unless while you're not living together. Okay. Yeah, I mean, one, it'd be different if it was like once in a while. Cool, I'll sit and yeah. w- let you watch your do your game, yeah. whatever. Also. If it was a more interesting game to watch, like if it was like God of War or like Red Dead Redemption or something like that, one of those things that kind of looks like cinematic, yeah. like yeah, a movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: You could get down. Then I
2: it. could get into it. But it
0: was like I was like, What is this? This <laughs> monster <laughs> game. <quality>. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the like people quality. couples should pick out the porn they want to watch together. They could pick yes. out video games they want to watch together.
2: Yeah. That's another thing too. Searching for porn together. How do you think that oh so how, how can you- How does that go down? <laughs> yeah, how does that go down? Like how would a couple You're like, be nah, like not let's triple anal? whatever that means
0: triple penetration how does a couple do that how does a couple search for porn together like what, what are, where do you start yeah I love the idea of you each showing each other what your favorite porn is and being like do you like this do you like this and then starting there or starting out with something I think a lot of couples probably start with a girl and girl lesbian porn god I wish I could everyone just go to ericalust.com it's oh, I still love um, it but I think first talking about I don't know, something for more benign or like, begin- I don't know you guys, I don't watch enough porn. Let's see what would be the things that you'd look for. Beginner porn, we have this. I think you have to find something that you are, you have to sit there together and be like, already have the conversation about what your turned on turn ons are or you swap mm. bucket list. You're like, would you ever want to be with a woman? Or how about what I would look at? You know, what is like seduction, mm. like making out porn, like kissing. For a lot of women, I think it'd be like, I want something with a lot of foreplay or a lot of oral. Just say the thing that you love most about sex, and if you Google it, there will be a whole fucking porn section around that.
3: Is that is There's that the right way porn. to go about porn? I mean, I don't watch Star Start porn. where do you, you are. you just Google porn? There like, you go. I'm
0: like, is that, is that safe? That is the best question ever. How do you find porn? <laughs> yeah. Do you Google porn? Yeah, I, I mean, guess you do. And just go from there. Just Okay, also,
2: fun <laughs> fact. I'm going to say, fun fact for everyone out there that has not discovered this, on your phone or your computer incognito tabs oh yeah do the incognito tabs so that when you don't even have to delete your fucking search history because it's incognito it's invisible yeah and then that way no one's gonna know when they go use the computer next and they start to type in a word "p," no porn will follow. Yeah, well, they should have can been, you can uh, do yeah.
0: that too on your regular computer on your computer, right? That's what
2: I'm saying on your computer, on your phone, private porn. tabs. Yeah, when
0: you put in porn, Michelle, to answer your question. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Pornhub, uh, hub, yeah, free porn, girlfriend videos. Anyway, we're going down dark. I mean, we used to. to go, I used
2: to go to Tumblr, but.
0: Fucking that, tumb- those wah, days wah, wah. are over. That was what I'm talking about. Erotica Tumblr. Don't worry, it, it's coming back. There'll be something else for images. Read erotica to each other. God, oh, I love that idea. God. We should read erotica. Also, gets you away from the screen. H- read a passage. Yes, gets you away See, from the screen. See, the thing is, I don't want to be near a screen. Like right. I love. I am not a phone. I mean, I am here on the phone, but like at night when I'm out, like I do not. Especially when I'm. Like, I feel like a thing in my body when I'm with someone. It's like, go, 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 Like I was out with my friend the other night, and he was like, I hadn't looked at my phone for a while. And he was like, oh, go get your phone. I, I can show you. I'm like, you know what? No. Like, when you are on your it, it takes you out of your state. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back on to your calls. Okay, so I don't know, you have to listen to my show for a total of five minutes maybe before you hear something about the Womanizer. I mean, all their products are amazing, so I always share about them. But just when you think they might be at the end of their innovation rope, they're not. Because they shocked me again with the new Womanizer Duo. Okay, I've long called the Womanizer the clit whisperer, and now... Those whispers are carrying over to the G spot. What? The womanizer duo uses the same pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate the clitoris, but with an internal vibe, curve for internal stimulation to get the best of both worlds. Okay, let that sink in for a minute. Pleasure air technology and internal stimulation in one. and you can have one turned on one off or have both on and select from the 12 intensity settings on either motor totally customizable plus it still offers that same smart silent technology as the womanizer premium you know in case you have roommates kids visiting in-laws randomly barging through your door that you could have sworn you locked hate when that happens it's also totally waterproof so you can use it in the bath or the shower simple this thing is insane to check out the womanizer duo for yourself go to sexwithemily.com womanizer that's my site sexwithemily.com slash w-o-m-a-n-i-z-e-r today You know that I'm obsessed with you doing your kegel exercises regularly. I mean, they do stop those sneeze and pee situations and they lead to more intense orgasms. I mean, that's why we need a strong pelvic floor. And honestly, hate to break it to you, it weakens over time. It just does. Which is where BTL Amsella comes in. And trust me, there's a good chance it can change your life. So check this out. BTL Amsella is a large chair that you sit in, fully clothed, while it uses electromagnetic pulses to deliver... 11,000 kegel exercises in a single session i'll say that again just in case you didn't catch it because i didn't believe it either you sit on this chair for 28 minutes and when you stand up you've just completed 11,000 kegel contractions now i made my kegel camp app years ago just to help us all stay on track but i don't think you'd ever get to 11,000 btl mcella is next level stuff and people all over the world have been amazed by the results and it's not just for women. I mean, BTL Cella has FDA clearance for all forms of female and male urinary incontinence. Essentially that peeing or dripping, well, you know, when you don't want to, when you least expect it. Jumping on a trampoline when you can't find a bathroom, all that stuff. So whether you're one of the 40 million women wearing pads every day or a guy dealing with embarrassing leaks, BTL Mcella may give you your life back. There are hundreds of providers offering BTL Mcella treatments. To find one near you, go to sexwithemily.com slash BTL. That's sexwithemily.com slash BTL. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars, Channel 109 Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day, I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a serious SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, Get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash sxm. That's sexwithemily.com slash sxm today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there.
2: Okay, we have Anne, 57 in Oregon. Her husband wants her to be more verbal during sex, and she doesn't know what to do.
0: Okay, hey, Anne. Thanks for calling. It's a good question. Hi. Hello. Hello. So we've
1: been married over thirty. years and um
3: you know we use toys and you know he's really good he's you know really
1: helped me to try to ha- relax and have fun with sex but i've never been very
0: verbal and he's always like okay tell me what you want and i'm like
1: yeah i don't
0: know <laughs> right no i get it you're like so, uh, i mean yeah yeah okay so a great place to start is maybe like thinking about just what's going on in the moment so could you say well first of all do you know what you want yeah. <laughs> no and probably not really okay so, i mean yes and know but i guess i've never been good about just saying what i want him to do right okay you know I mean? so let's practice I mean, we do i do have like a vibrator and all that kind of stuff you know to kind of get started but he's always like okay tell me what you want and i'm like I don't know. Be like, I want you to put it on my clit like you normally do. Like, that's what you, that's the kind of thing that you got to, like, Kay. he just wants to hear because the word, it's just something different. You guys have been together for a long time. But I know, like, you should just practice when you're in the shower. Honestly, practice, you got to practice or practice looking in the mirror and saying what you want and thinking about what you want. She says, so do this for me, Anne. Can you think about the three, your three hottest times you've had sex with your husband? Like, what comes to mind? Are there three different times you're like, that was hot? Did something happen in the moment or that you can remember?
1: Um, I know when we're on vacation, vacation um, sex. it's That's always it. so much better. Always. Yeah. Um, because you're not at home. You're not thinking all the things you have to do. Right. Um, so I do love vacation sex. Okay. But is there a um, moment,
0: like, when you were, like, um, yeah, I know. Those are my best memories, too. I love vacation sex. Yeah. But, like, is there anything- And I know if I, like, drink a little bit, yeah, totally. I
1: definitely loosen up, but, you know.
0: Well, what about, know. like, t- Like, was there ever time, like, even when you first started, like, making out, like, do you ever want him to kiss you more? Do you ever want him to is there anything you want or maybe it's just in the moment he probably just wants yeah, to hear it. definitely more of the, the foreplay type stuff say i want you to make out with me right definitely. now i want you to go down on me i know these might not be how you talk i understand or i want you to because like, that's probably what he wants you to say i want you to make out with me i want you to like my clitoris i want you to use the toy um i to, guess i always just think of like the pornos and stuff and it just seems so cheesy you know, know. when they're, I know you know what i mean yes i totally but understand maybe that's it. what he's wanting i think that's what he's wanting but to be honest i understand that and it's like it's a new skill and so that's why practicing yeah. it on your own which might sound silly or what i mean because people do think they have to sound like porn stars but really that's why i'm saying if you could just describe what you want in the moment and think about it like even right yeah. now you could think about what happened last time you had sex when he asked you that if you practice like i want you to grab the vibrator and put it on my Clip. Like just start practicing and it'll get easier. Even if you laugh because it's been 30 years, it's fine. But just trying, he'll appreciate that you tried. And here's another tip. We just found this new app and we are having a blast with it and it's free. It's called Slutbot. (laughs) S-L-U-T-B-O-T. And it gives you practice and it's for sexting, but I think it can be used for dirty talk. And you literally would should go to Slutbot. Did we we'll put on the, the show app? Notes. We're gonna put this in the show notes for you, okay and you just send a text okay. to it on your phone and it'll be like, hey, you want to start talking dirty? You can pick the dirty talking part of it and we'll put the exact link and it and it sounds really it like gives you some things that don't sound cheesy at all. And it, Like sex with you. Okay. So, if you're a reader, that could help. Okay. You could download that right now. All right. Okay. And, and then I think practice. I mean, I guess I you never got to practice it in the practicing. shower. Yeah. So. Just practice literally, like, <laughs> what's he going to ask me next time? And practice saying, I want you to put the vibrate on my clip. I want you to kiss me. I want okay. you to lick my nipple. Like, just think about it and say it a few times, and your face might turn red or whatever, but it's fine because it gets easier from there. Okay. All right. And I think blogs. Okay. You're so welcome. Thanks, Ann. Thanks for calling. There's a lot of different ways. You guys, triple eight nine four seven eight two seven seven. This stuff is scary. I get it. If you've never talked about sex, if you've never talked dirty before, if you've never gone down on someone anally, like, I get it. It's scary. We're afraid of rejection. We're afraid of being weird. But it's sex, and sex is fun and beautiful.
2: It's yeah. Okay. It's. I think it's. There's something about being put on the spot, though, in the moment. If you're not used to it, because I used to be really bad at it, but now it's like, when it's my decision, I'm like. I feel like pretty, pretty good at it. Yeah. There's something about that. When someone like asks you the question, it throws you off. But when right. like you decide. Right. You're like. So maybe she should just lead
0: with it, Anne, mm-hmm. Just without waiting him to ask and mm-hmm. be like, I've been thinking about you and asking what you want and I want you to grab the toy and put it on my clip. You yeah. still listening, Ann? Why don't you lead with it and surprise the shit out of your husband? Yeah. Get it out of the way. Uh huh. Like literally say it in the shower 10 times and then just start. You get so many points for that, Anne, and you'll feel so good.
2: All right, let's talk to Ben, who's 34 in Arizona, and wants to know what he can do sexually in a long-distance relationship.
0: Hey, Ben. I can help you here. Tell me everything. Hi, Emily. Hi.
1: Um, Well, I was calling because it's kind of like a complicated long-distance relationship. Um, We've been kind of seeing each other off and on for a few years now, but um, we've, we're not officially official, so we haven't crossed that threshold of sex yet. Okay. And I'm getting sexually frustrated <laughs> beyond belief.
0: I can imagine. And
1: I just don't know what to do. And, you know, I've tried like doing FaceTime or sexy texts or um, phone sex, but she's not really that kind of person. Like, All right. I always bring it up. And well, and this is someone like, that. Oh, well, I'll tell you in person.
0: Mm, have you met her in person yet?
1: Oh yeah, we we have. Um, but like I said, it was kind of started off as friends, and then it grew into a relationship. And we're not like official. Like I said, we're not officially well, official. But
0: how often do you see her?
1: Yeah. Um. God, we probably see each other at least like once every two months.
0: Oh, but it's only been three months. You said a few months, so you've seen her once. Hmm?
1: No, no, no. Uh, few, uh We've been together for like a few years. A few um, years. I'm that we've seen oh. each other. Like. Yeah. Okay
0: okay okay wait, wait wait so for three years it's been every two months did you ever and you lived in the same city at the beginning
1: no we haven't we, oh no, no, dude okay.
0: okay so ben 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 is there ever this is my advice for this you gotta It's three years in like you do you, if she's your person at this point you have to figure out are both of you do you have a plan to live in the same city and if you don't time to time to end it what are you doing are you guys committed? Yeah. Are you monogamous? I mean, yeah, we. Um, You're 34 years we old. Do have, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and I. You haven't I had sex. A person,
1: you know, and yeah, like in over a year now, and. You, you haven't had sex I'm in just, a year, like,
0: Ben. Yeah. Ben, no, I, I, what are you holding out for? What are you? Are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for love? Do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really like this girl, so okay. I, I really want to be with her. And so it's kind of one of those things. It's just like I don't want to look for other people at the moment yet because I'm. Well, because you're still in it, so you got to make a decision.
0: You got to make a decision next time you see. Do you guys have talks about this? Because if it's every two months, Um, yeah, 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 you're not having your intimate intimate needs met. Because I thought you were going to give me tips to spice it up long distance, but I'm not even going to give you all my tips because I do have them. I mean, I might, but I'm I'm no, not this call, Ben. You don't get those. This is like you got to go when you see her again.
1: Um, hopefully next month.
0: Okay. Well, hope, okay. So, and then do you, when you have not had intercourse yet, but you do fool around, you have. Yes. Why, and why do you think you haven't, I mean, Ben, maybe it's just for religious purposes. I, why are you with this woman?
1: No, it's just, like I said, we just haven't gotten to that point. I mean, the last time we fooled around and, you know, we kind of mutually masturbated with each other and stuff, but it just didn't go there. And like the last time I went it. Was, nothing happened you know we made out and everything and it's just like but that's the best part of a long-distance relationship
0: is that you get to have these vacation relations as i call them because every time you see each other you're like on a vacation it's the weekend woo! we're just gonna you know and that's how people in long-distance relationships like sometimes they're like and then we moved to the same city and it fell apart because every time we were together it was so intense and exciting and we knew it was gonna end and then we'd have all the build-up and that's why they can be really unhealthy after a while because you have to you have to like get to the same you know you have to live in the same place, but why haven't you yet? I mean, are you getting? It doesn't sound like you're getting your needs met. You're not getting the needs that I would want for Ben yeah. met, even though I don't know you, Ben. But this doesn't sound like it's healthy because you're in a monogamous relationship with someone who's not there. You have no intimacy in your life, and you're waiting for this to happen, and there's no ending to it. And you still haven't had sex to know if you guys are even on the same page. And it sounds like she's not as sexual as you want her to be. <coughs>
1: yeah, but you're not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just been frustrating, and I just I don't know what to do at this point anymore.
0: Well, I think it's time to next time you see her, or at least on the phone, have her FaceTime with you. Do you have, you should at least, I hope you FaceTime. FaceTime is amazing to making you feel like you're out. Okay. So I think you have to have a really. conversation with her like a real like we've got to figure out are we going to live in the same city sex is really important to me intimacy um we have to have a plan for this because this is what what i want like at least try to do try to have a conversation that you have not yet have been so try to do something that's going to move the needle in the relationship so you can have more information so but if it's about the sex thing you could just let her know like i'm missing the the intimacy and but it's just she's not going to have phone sex with you right now so just figure out Thank where it's you. going and try to see her sooner than two months from now because i think that you um it's time for you to make a decision if you're going to stay or you're going to go so you can move on to something three yeah, years a long gonna... time you're not having sex not seeing each other yeah are you I afraid agree. what are you afraid of I, I mean i
1: agree what yeah okay good um kind of like rocking the boat you know because I what like boat I the to boat's
0: sinking me, but... okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah great. Well, I know no, I, I, I know
1: what you mean. I'm
0: pushing you. To, I'm pushing you. I know you. And I get it. We get, we like to play in the comfy pile, the comfy like easiness. And I get it. I mean, I'm just pushing you. So it's time, Ben. It's time to get out of the not rocking. It's time to rock the boat. Let's rock the boat, get you some answers so you know if you should stay or go. And then you can find someone who actually lives in the city who wants to have sex with you all the time. Or at least, you know, as much as you want to. And then there'll be another problem when you'll call me back after you guys are together for six months with a new person and you want to have sex with her, that's when you'll call me. But right now, you got to figure this one out and let me know how it goes. (laughs) Okay, thanks, Ben. Thanks for calling. Sometimes you got to do some tough love. I just gots to. I gots to.
2: Let's take this email here. All right. This comes to us from Hannah, who's 20 in Canada. Dear Emily, I just started using dating apps. I've met some really amazing guys. I've been sexually active with guys, but I am still a virgin. If I'm casually seeing a guy and want to have sex with him, how do I bring up the fact that I'm a virgin, or do I have to tell him?
0: yeah okay great question Hannah okay here's the thing definitely let somebody know that you are a virgin I think that what you guys let's just be honest it's a it's a it's a it's a monumental time in your life you will always remember the first time you have sex let me know not as your fondest moment not as the best sex you ever had but as a moment a passing you know a rite to passage and yes no one's going to judge you. In fact, that's how you're going to be treated with the love and respect that you deserve and make sure it's someone that you're comfortable with, though. So, yeah, call it a sexual debut. It's your debut going out in the world. So if you want to... Uh Here's how you can do it though. If you want to let them know you haven't had sex yet, just let them know that, first of all, know this in your heart, Hannah, that being a virgin is not anything to be ashamed of. It doesn't require justifying, apologizing, pretending that you know more than you do, that you're somebody else, making noises or moving like you thought you saw in porn one day. Like, no, not at all. Being a virgin is such a great state. It's like saying I have a cold. Like, you know what that means. Like, a virgin, you have not had sex. So, like, that's all it is. Just something that you've not tried yet. So, just let them know. Like when you, when you're with someone that you feel a connection with, and you're like, "Oh, we, you know, this is someone I could see myself having sexual feelings for." Just say, "Hey, let me know. I haven't had, I haven't had sex yet. Just so you know, I don't even like the word virgin. You say, have 'Haven't That's had why. sex yet.' Sexual debut. I sexual debut. It. Hey, guess what, buddy? It's my debut, and you're invited. <laughs> 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 There's only one ticket to my sexual debut, and you are invited. Yeah, I mean, let him know and also let them know where you're at sexually with your sexuality. Like, are you, are you ready? Like, don't let them pressure you into it, obviously. And then just don't rush into it. Keep having conversations around it and get to know each other. You guys, let me tell you something. If you haven't had sex, you, I get it. It's like getting my driver's license, right? it be the best thing ever. Oh, my God. And yeah, I've right now, you know. For a while it is, and now I'm like, I wish I could just Uber everywhere, I don't like driving. Point is it's liberating, it's free, and then you don't really think about it and you start driving. Sex is the same thing. It's one of these sex, it's gonna be amazing. And the truth is, we all know that even once we start having sex with someone for twenty years or however long, like we eventually want to go back to this part anyway when we're not having sex in the build up or the mm-hmm. build up and the excitement and the so keep staying in that zone like stay as long as you want to till you feel safe to move into penetration so building it up letting them know what makes you feel good like you know hopefully you've been masturbating you know how to bring yourself to orgasm like that's that's fun all the, the the dry humping and the things that you do it is the fingers and the licking and the 69ing and i think that it's also let them know that you know if it's in the heat of the moment like this is my first time like that's just different ways to let them know um and make sure that, yeah, you know your body, what makes you feel good and that you are definitely not pressured into it and what I think is best because you're asking me or should you just go on the apps, you're meeting some amazing guys. Wait until you meet one that you've gone out with several times and that you trust. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, and this is, when, this is something you have to learn, I think. But think about the people in your life that you really love, that the friends that you met that you became close to right away and there was never any drama, there was never any worries. Think about people. Those are the people you want to sleep with, I think, that you've known for a little bit. There's enough track record that you're like, Said he was going to be here at eight. He was here at eight. Likes his mom, like, seems to have friends, has a job, saw him with his brother. He was nice to him. Like, just, like, they're, they're like good people. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to be like, and I think we know that. Like, think about how you've chosen your friends. Like, we all have friends we've had. Like, and there's other and people you've never been friends with. So think about it that way, Hannah. Move slow, tread lightly, and don't blame. And there's nothing to feel shameful about. And, um, Just have fun with yourself for now also, and the masturbation is important, and just communicate and feel safe. Thanks for the email.
2: Let's talk to Brittany. She's 23 in Idaho, and she wants to know why she's experiencing pain during orgasm. Hey,
0: Brittany. Hey. Hey, sweetie. Thanks for calling. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. It's actually not during orgasm. It's afterwards. Oh,
3: Okay. yeah, it it's complete like after after we've laid down after afterwards we're just relaxing and then I'm doubling over an excruciating pain. I've had a, I've had doctors tell me, "Oh, your appendix is going to burst." <sighs> I've had a doctor tell me, "Oh, I'll
0: see you as needed." It's
3: I've seen multiple OBs. I've so I just I don't know where to turn now.
0: I, okay. mean, I mean, we have
3: a great sex life.
0: Well, I'm going to help you, okay? So, it's right after okay. orgasm, so you never have them okay. um you you never have it during though never okay never. so it could be there's a few things because i thought you were just going to talk about pain during sex there's a cute few, few things that could mm-hmm. be happening um it could be your cervix see that happens sometimes like your cervix might be touched during sex and it's a very tender part of the body and like the surrounding muscles I, right i know i know what that i know what that Got feels it. like and it's not that because it's like it's deeper you know it's like I don't know. I guess where my uterus is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. But the cervix is the opening to the uterus. And so mm-hmm. problems that that can cause pain. Listen, there's a lot of things that it could be. So it could be, you know, um, pelvic inflammatory disease. Um, there, it could be like, you know, that's when like, um, that's essentially when the tissues become really inflamed and the pressure of intercourse is mm-hmm. causing a deep pain. There's a lot of different Mm -hmm. reasons, but what I got to tell you, what you have to do is, so you said you went to your gynecologist and they were like, what'd he say? She say? Your thing's going to (laughs) burst?
1: Well, the first one, the first one he
3: told me he thinks my appendix is going to burst. Oh, right. But he did two whole workups.
0: Okay. I don't have PID or anything like that either. Okay, this is what then you need to do. Um, here's the problem. I don't know if you've been listening to this show for a while, but this is, this is a really big topic. So I'm glad you called in because 80% of women have pain during sex at some point in their life and many of them will tell their gynos and they're like, oh, it's in your head or we don't know or have a glass of wine. What I think you need to do is you need to find a pelvic floor physical therapist. You can find okay. one in your area and they are amazing. And their in- entire job is to look at your pelvic floor and they can tell you in one session what you need to do and then help you work through it, just like a physical therapist for if you hurt your shoulder or your leg. So find that and that's mm-hmm. going to be your next best step I pro- beyond your doctor. Okay. It's genius. So find one okay. in your area. You can just Google, uh-huh. like there's like a board, you know, that um, it'll be like pelvic floor sp- physical therapist certified in your area. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, because because here's the thing: it could be so many different things. If he's, you know, endometriosis, um, it could be mm-hmm. vaginismus, involuntary spasm of the muscles, and that could also sometimes be by okay. something emotional. Maybe you had some something that happened during childhood. Maybe you put a tampon in once. I, I did. You had some sexual trauma. Yeah, when but I mean, I don't I don't really think that affects me during. Oh, oh, like it I'm does, honey. So it, here's so. the thing: you're not. And so I would go see a physical therapist, and this is this is the other thing. when we experience sexual trauma, it stays with us. even if we think we've talked it through or we've forgiven, it's deep work that has to happen. So if you haven't seen a therapist about it and you want to continue to have, I have healthy 13 se- years under my belt, <laughs> Oh, of therapy. Okay. Have you ever? Yeah, I have thirteen years of therapy under my belt. Well, that's awesome. I I recently I don't have sexual trauma, but I have other just like emotional trauma. And and for many people mm-hmm. with sexual trauma, EMDR therapy, um, eye movement repro- desensitization reprocessing is this a very effective treatment for people who have suffered any kind of trauma and it's less sessions you need but they work with you on and working through the trauma in the moment using these little buzzers you hold in your hand and you relive the trauma and it reprocesses your brain you can look that up as well EMDR so those are my two suggestions for wow. you to, yeah there you go even talking about it, it I've might be,
1: never even heard of
0: that yeah it's you know it's been around now for about 15-20 years and they they actually it was for vets I think they discovered it or people no people were out walking a lot and they were doing certain movements that would help them reprocess things I think it was with vets were vets and then now it's become a very very like it's it's an amazing it's not like woo woo it sounds like it but it's not super effective so those are my two those are my two best tips for you Brittany because you should not have any pain during sex I don't want that for you and I don't want you to have any emotional yeah, stuff. Me neither. Let's clear it all out, sweetie. Let me know how it goes, though, okay? I'm here for you. All right. If you want to talk right. about Thank stuff you after you, so much, you go. Emily. You're so welcome. Have a great night, Brittany. Thanks for calling.
2: <laughs> Let's talk to Steve. <laughs> He's 39 in Arizona and wants to ask about how to take care of and clean his sex toys.
0: Oh, I got you on this one. Hey, Steve.
1: Hey, Emily. Happy hump day.
0: Happy. Oh, oh my God. Didn't I forgot it was hump day. Thank you, Steve. Happy hump day to you.
1: Uh, Yeah, wife and I have just a little collection of toys. I got rings and different stuff. And some of them are silicone. Some of them are like PVC or whatever uh, cheaper material Mm -hmm. is. And we just want to know how to keep those things clean after use, uh, especially during storage or whatever.
0: Okay. Well, that is such a good question because it's it's so important to clean your toys. You can actually get infections, bacterial infections, from not cleaning your toys. So the easiest way to do it is – I think is to keep like is a this is what they they say the instructions are essentially is to use a damp cloth. Like a, first always wipe it off after with a damp cloth. Damp cloth. That was kind of a Yeah. We did a video once I had to keep I did a damp cloth. So really a damp cloth. And then also there's toy cleaners. There's a lot of great toy cleaners. We love the System Joe toy cleaner. If you go to our website, we've got a bunch of toy cleaners. So just like sprays and you spray it, you wipe it off, you're done. If you have a few toys, though, Steve, I'm going to blow your mind with my one of my favorite inventions in tech, sex technology. The last few years, it's called the UV. It's U V E E, and it it's a, basically it looks like a store, a little uh, beautiful box, mm-hmm. like a store. It's a storage box, essentially. No one knows what's in it. It stores, cleans, and sanitizes your and charges your toys. So it has a little lock on it, and you put your toys in there. You still have to wipe them off, but you put them in, and you close it. And it uses UV light. And it cleans all your toys, and then there's charging outlets, and they'll just be charged, and there's a lock on it, so no one can see what's in there. So any version of those will work, but I think the UVs. I have it by my bed. No one knows what it is. It's cool. So that's just make sure that you use a cleaner, and you wipe them off, and just don't put them away dirty. And then I would wrap them Uh, up. Is there anything
1: bad about using like a dove, like a soft soap?
0: You know, i got to be honest. You... (laughs) I, you could use a little bit of light soap if you'd like to. I I think, I think people do that anyway. Um, but I'd like, I would, you know, go more on the, you know, sudsy of the water part than the very, very light soap. Um, I think it's better to just, yeah. So you're fine. I mean, sometimes you could use baby wipes, honestly. So just make sure you wipe off all the soap after. That's the most important thing. But I think a little bit of soap is, is fine. As long as you are cleaning them and drying them and storing them in a place that's... Not, don't store them when they're wet still. You know, right. leave them out to dry. So, yeah, you're doing well. I,
1: I, try, I try to keep them all separated from each other. Like, wrap them in a towel so nothing's touching, so the silicones don't melt together. That's great. Like
0: that. No, that's, I was going to say that. Wrap them in a washcloth or something or a cloth to keep them. They come in little bags, too. A lot of the toys come in bags. Most of them do now. They come to mm-hmm. keep the bag and clean it and put it away. And Yeah. So I'm glad you asked about that because people, some people just, I mean, actually the woman who invented, thank you for your question, Steve. Let me know how that goes. Yeah, thank you. Of course. The woman who invented UV, Carrie, Mm -hmm. she had infection from a toy and she was like, this is ridiculous. What am I going to do? And she invented this very elegant thing called the UV. We'll put it in the show notes. If you go to sexemily.com. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening. And thanks to my amazing team, Ken, Michelle, Kristen, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. So if you've been listening to the show, it should be no surprise to you that women typically last longer to orgasm than men. This, my friends, is called the orgasm gap. And now there's something you can do about it. It's called permescent, and trust me, this stuff really works. permescent is an over-the-counter, topical treatment that enhances men's ability to last longer. No pills, no prescriptions, and no questionable claims. Developed by urologists, permescent isn't your typical delay spray. It's absorbed into the skin instead of staying on the surface, so instead of numbing everything, it leaves you with plenty of sensation. Enhancing your experience is easy. Just apply to the underside of the penis before sex. It's FDA compliant and clinically proven to help men last up to 64% longer. And because Promescent gets completely absorbed, it won't transfer to your partner. It's time to close the orgasm gap, don't you think? Try Promescent for yourself. Just go to sexwithemily.com enhance. That's my site, sexwithemily.com E-N-H-A-N-C-E today.